wouldn't matter to me if you did do violence on somebody. I ain't scared of shit. again to the lovely, the fine, the delicate, free water podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining me. We don't know why you're here. I don't know why I'm still doing it, but we continue to trudge through the mud together, talking about nothing or changing the world entirely. Both things can be true, uh, but today, guys, we're just going to have a chill little episode where I talk about some films. Because I've mentioned them on the chat before, I, I threw this out there, and of course, because I have Funko Pops of The Flash, people just genuinely assumed that uh, I had already seen the movie, and I hadn't, but I have now, and I've watched it quite a few times. And it's not even because of The Flash, and I think we can all agree that the main reason to watch that movie is because of Michael Keaton as Batman. The, the nostalgia factor is incredible. And... I don't know about the people that were fans of, you know, this version of Flash. If you're still not a fan, I think after watching this film, you might actually enjoy it. You might welcome it. But it is sad. It's a tragic ending, man. It fucking sucks. It's just repetitive. Over and over again, a guy trying to save people. And you just can't. You can't save everyone, man. It's a tough deal. But they really put the story together very well, focusing on Barry and his his dad being in prison for allegedly killing his mom and trying to solve the case somehow. Finding out later that he can travel through time. You know, he can reverb, <laughs> reverberate, I guess. I don't know. Through walls and shit. Just the, the powers that these guys... That's that's what I think they finally came to, to, to realize uh, as writers and directors and shit of this stuff. Everybody who's involved in the Marvel Universe and DC and shit, they finally realize, it's like, we gotta get these... We gotta give more powers to these people. I mean, it's not... It's not... I don't know. It's not as interesting if all Peter Parker does is shoot webs. You know what I mean? He's got to be able to absorb electrics <laughs> and shoot electrics around the room, you know, much like Zeus or some shit, right? It can't just be the thing that we all know them to be the hero for. It's bizarre. It's weird. It's insane. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like when it comes to the DC movies, they seem to take a lot longer. And then they're also not okay with some of the versions where they're like, ah, we might as well fucking redo this one because it sucked. 
We've had so many variations of Batman, it's crazy. And in this Flash movie specifically, they show three variations of Batman. But then you go and you watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, there's what? 200 different variations of Spider-Man? I mean, there's like five as a team, as the main stars of the film. And then you have a bunch of other ones that just kind of hang out in the multiverse. I mean, they're all getting very extreme. But this is what I, this is the thing, I, I don't know. I love these movies, but I also dislike them for many reasons. You know, some of them can just be fucking boring. Like, what was that? The Eternals? Boring as shit. Moon Knight? Boring as shit. And then there's some that's like, there's a fucking funny line. You know, every couple scenes. If not more often. But it all it's all dependent on the character. And it's pretty clear, if you want to be successful as a superhero movie, that is one of the elements that is necessary. I mean, Deadpool is huge. And it's because Ryan Reynolds has all those funny lines. He gets to say funny stuff. He gets to break the fourth wall, all that shit. And similar to that, in this Flash movie, you get two variations of Flash. One older, one younger. Both similar, but also vastly different. You get Michael Keaton. You get to see fucking Nicolas Cage as Superman. Christopher Reeves as a CGI guy comes back. It was all done very well, but then there's people that are bitching about the cartoon sort of style that those characters all had. You can tell it's CGI, but the director even said, he's like, that was the point. It's like, in that's supposed to be in Barry's mind. It's in his vision. That's what he sees, so it's not complete. It's going to look a bit like a drawing or a sketch. So not as weird as you'd think. But what the fuck else did I watch after The Flash, man? I w- oh, I watched Rise of the Transformers. Very fun movie. Check that out. Um, certainly found a replacement for Shia LaBeouf, right? Um, the reason I wanted to bring those up is because, I, like I said, I brought it up on the chat, talked about it a little bit there, didn't go into too much detail. But Michael Keaton is, is Batman, 100%. Like, that is Batman. Even when he was, you know, sort of dressed like the dude from Big Lebowski. Still Batman to me, still very much Bruce Wayne. But why we're actually here is there's a movie out right now called The Meg 2. Okay? The Meg 2, starring Jason Statham, of course. In my head, feels completely unnecessary. I'm not sure what the, like, did the, the first Meg do well? I don't feel like that was on very many people's radar. I think it was right up there with like Sharknado. But for some reason they made a second one. Because apparently there's nothing more fascinating to our general society than giant sharks. Now, sure, these things might have existed. Might have actual evidence of them existing. But what the fuck is the point of this movie? Because really what it is, it's like... I don't know, basic prehistoric needs versus updated incredible technology. Because it's it's this weird company that Jason works for that can... It's basically those guys on the submarine that wanted to see the Titanic. Except for in the movie, it's a movie. And nobody really dies. 
but they're driving these crazy water underwater mobiles sure and then they eventually have these crazy underwater suits that they get to wear that keeps them on the bottom of the ocean so they can snorkel with the best of them and <laughs> there's a family of uh, megalodons giant sharks just start taking people out but I'll tell you what guys I skipped a lot in this fucking movie there's a lot of just boring useless dialogue where you're like guys you know why we're here we don't need all this get to the point we want to see sharks eat people dude I mean really that's kind of what Jaws did though right took forever to actually see the shark we get it live in the silence the suspense is, is growing but it's like hey guys we only have 90 minutes can we uh can we pace this thing a little bit get some movement here so I didn't even watch the whole fucking thing I basically get to the part where they're inside the underwater facility and I'm like alright all good all good I don't have to guess what could ha what is gonna happen I'm fine I don't care I don't even care about the ending spoil it somebody tell me in the chat <laughs> um I don't know, I have nothing against those movies. I've always been a fan of the ultra-fantastical type of stuff. You know, uh, what's the one with the Sons of Anarchy guy? Pacific Rim. Stuff like that. Sure, Godzilla. Give me a giant beast. But you gotta do it quickly. You know, you gotta pull the audience in immediately. Were they, were they assuming that everybody that watches the Meg 2 is just was just holding on, waiting after the Meg 1? Stop it. No fucking chance. No, I don't think anybody expected a Meg 2. But here we are. And watching it. The other thing is I haven't watched The Machine. Maybe that's what I should have been doing. I might have to actually check this out. I keep forgetting about it. Much like Mark Norman's special. <laughs> I keep forgetting about it. Uh... Yeah, I stopped watching The Meg 2 and decided, fuck it, let's throw on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Let's see what's going on here. Because I really enjoyed the first one. The first one was very fun. I like that, that I don't even know what it's called. Art style, fucking movie style, a scanner darkly, animatrix style, whatever the fuck. Where it's like, hey, it looks like people, but it's so not people at all. Very cool. So I watched the second one and I'm thinking... Well, the first one was very action-packed, very funny lines, interesting variations of Peter Parker, Spider-Man itself, you know. And you start watching this one, and you're like, oh, okay, I see what they did. This one was about Gwen Stacy, but they didn't know how to title it as Gwen Stacy, <laughs> you know. Title it as the thing that it is, dude. Title it as the thing that it is. Because it was just a movie about Gwen Stacy. I mean, I swear to God, the first 45 minutes of this movie, you don't even see Miles Morales. Now, that's that's not the actual time timeline, because who fucking actually knows? All I know is that, yeah, a lot of Gwen Stacy information. You know, completely unnecessary, but you do get introduced to some more Spider-Mans. Which, like I said, with the Flash movie was very interesting. But with this, it's like, dude, the only one that I like is the fucking Jake Johnson guy. 
you know, whichever one that he voiced. He comes back into this one, and he's got a little girl that he calls Mayday. And this is what this is what would be fun if I was an actual comic book nerd, is you get to watch these things and pick out the little the Easter egg things that only you would know because you've read every Spider-Man comic book. You know what I mean? I wish I was that guy. It's, it's very much like watching a movie a bunch of times. You're going to find new things in it. But it it's means something more when you're like, I've been reading this shit, watching the cartoons. I've, I've followed every iteration of a Spider-Man. And dude, they nailed it. Because when it comes back, comes back to what I was saying about the Flash movie, or no, maybe it was Spider-Verse, yeah. Because it was Spider-Verse, there's something called the Comics Authority something. There's some sort of organization that they, that they plug at the beginning of the film that's some sort of coalition of what I would imagine to be the biggest comic book nerds doing their best to make sure that the films are accurate. But I wonder, do, is this a real thing? And have they worked on any other projects? Because, you know, I don't, who gives a shit? I don't care that it's made by Sony, you know? I'm not paying much attention to the beginning credits up until this point. Where I'm like, comic, comic, comic book, something. It's somewhere. I don't even want to look it up because who cares? And it'd be too easy. But it's some sort of organization that I would imagine, like I said, helps... Keep the, the, the real big fans out there from being upset when these things come out. Because that was a huge deal when the, the original versions, or I guess, came out of these in, in movie form. You know, the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. The original Marvel movies like Fantastic Four and Jonah Hex and shit like that. Incredible Hulk. Probably a lot of motherfucking, you know, obsessive readers were like, dude, that's inaccurate. That wasn't the name of that character. They were taller. He was purple. Whatever the fuck it is, they decided to form a group that made sure that these movies followed a specific, you know, timeline or story, whatever it may be. And I thought, dude, very smart. Very smart. Because what else could you do that with to, to make sure that the accuracy is somehow maintained? Wrestling? WWE, maybe? You know, a group of wrestlers as well as, you know, the the creative writers. They work together on all WWE documentaries and shit to make sure that it's accurate. I guess there's a lot of unions, huh? Shout out to striking or whatever the fuck. What I'll also add about the uh, Flash movie is some random... Because here's my thing. I love an Easter egg. Okay? I do. I like it when I notice it, but I like it even more when I don't notice it because it's so subtle. So believe me, there's a lot of YouTube history of mine watching Easter egg channels. What is it, Screen Rant? The guy that talks to his dog all the time in a Blockbuster's uniform? That guy, very fun. Sort of an insane delivery, but he gets, he gets you to the point, and he gets to the facts. And we all know about the fucking, what is it, the uh, Pixar, Disney universe sort of living in one whatever. I like that. I like finding that out. Oh, there was fucking Rex from Toy Story in the movie Up. Whatever, you know, very fun stuff. It's corny, it's cheesy, but it's also adorable. So I look for that in the, in the 
Marvel movies, any of the superhero movies specifically, because it's like you know for sure there's going to be some random kid that Batman saves that you're going to find out at the end of the movie becomes like his biggest nemesis or whatever because he saved him and he wanted to die with his dad, whatever it may be. You know, there's some crazy storyline. And in the Flash movie, there is a scene where when Zod first arrives and he does the thing, the terraform or whatever the fuck, and the the rocks fly up and fly back down, destroy everybody. This kid's running away with his dad or starting to, and the dad gets sucked up in the terraform, and the Flash saves the kid, doesn't save the dad. So there's a storyline building there where it's like, oh, maybe the kid's resentful of the Flash for saving him, or he's resentful because he didn't save his dad. Who knows? All we know is we have a new villain. And that's sort of the most important part these days, because so many people are versed in the capabilities of all the superheroes that we just want a good villain. Give us a good villain. Sounds Irish, doesn't it? Give us a good villain, though. Give us somebody that's worthy of the Avengers coming together. You know? Because we already know how this is going to end. It has to end with the Marvel superheroes fighting Capcom. <laughs> right? Or X-Men. You know, I'm just kidding. But obviously it's going to be DC collaborating somehow with Marvel. That's the end thing. And they got a long way to get there. So they're just adding these different stories to these characters. Like the Blue Beetle. Did anybody need to know about the Blue Beetle? Were there just massive fans out there of the Blue Beetle? They couldn't live without a movie? Or what about the Ten Rings guy? Like shit like that. Just wasteful movies that I have to watch to see when fucking Wolverine pops up. <laughs> you know? They always gotta have some crazy cameo from Gambit, you know, or some superhero that everybody wants to see being in a, you know, it's very much like the Flash movie. Everybody wanted to see Michael Keaton, so we're gonna stick it out to deal with this fucking Flash guy. But in, in the same breath, you would say, well, fucking Flash was halfway decent. Except his alter ego, not his alter ego, but his 18-year-old self laugh. <laughs> that fucking laugh, incredible. I mean, for the director to just be like, that's awesome. Keep it. Don't laugh normal. Laugh like that always. It's, it's insane. But I, if I'm not mistaken, the guy that did the Flash movie is the guy that did the new uh, It movies, which, crazy uh, transition, you know? But sticking with the money, you know, and, the, and everybody that's mad at these superhero movies are the people that aren't involved, you know? Same thing with, like, Star Wars, Star Trek, stuff like that. Any of the, the cult classics, if you will. If you're not involved in it, well, it's a reason to be upset if you're in that field, you know? One of my favorite parts, though, from the entire Flash movie, aside from the, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Um, that just threw me off there. One of my favorite scenes from The Flash. Yeah, what the fuck was it now? I forgot. Because the you want to get nuts parts, very good. Well, I did like when the they showed the original Batmobile and it was covered in bat shit. I mean, they didn't talk about that in Screen, screen Rant. They didn't bring that up. But I'm pretty sure that's the case. It had to be bat shit. Could be bird shit, but what kind of birds are in the bat cave? You know, bats have to shit as well. But damn it, what, I mean, I watched this movie so many times. The ending scene was great. You know, where Barry does finally realize that he can't fucking keep his mom. But he can save his dad. Pretty cool shit. But sad as well, you know. It's just a very fun movie. 
It's one of those you can watch a couple different times and see different things. But they were supposed to all make money. These movies were supposed to do well. And because of this strike and shit, it's like, nope, anything new coming out is going to be pretty much a wash. Good luck making anything from this because nobody's allowed to promote. I don't know the fucking stipulations, but from what I hear, these movies that they put all this money into did not make the money that they were hoping for because of the strike. Like, what does that mean? So all the writers are also the guys that watch the movies? Maybe. Maybe that's how Tarantino just got so good. <laughs> he just watched all the movies. <laughs> He's like, you know what all these movies do? Tell a story in order. Not me, dude. We will tell it in order, but just my order. I don't know, man. Check it out. Watch the Meg. <laughs> Not the Meg 2. I do like the way that the Meg 2 did start. And it's very much the trailer of the film. Look who ruled the Earth 65 million years ago. And it's just a setup to have a shark kill a dinosaur. And I'm sure that was one thing that, they, that sold the movie. You know? Hey guys, we got an idea for another giant shark movie. We already did the shark movie, but what about this? Have you ever seen a shark attack a T-Rex? That's the fucking opening scene, dude. Write me a check. I don't know. I just feel like I got away from movies for uh, a good period. That I'm kind of back in appreciating them. Like, I used to be able to watch the shittiest thing. Essentially click on anything. Like, look at how many movies Nicolas Cage has made. Okay, I'm not even talking about the big ones. Same thing with Bruce Willis. Look at how many movies this guy is in. All over the place, you know? Jason Patrick, all over the place. You could find just that. If you look at action films, dude, which seemingly would be the most expensive kind to make aside from the CGI shit... You have to kind of do realistic explosions and stuff. Semi-realistic stunts in these movies. And yet they're like, put it out for free. <laughs> Drop that shit. Like, imagine any of Steven Seagal's movies, right? They weren't cheap to make by any stretch. Chances are, most of the places this fool was trying to make a movie, they didn't want him there. <laughs> and they're like... He's like, hey, I need this. I need us to block off the street so we can do a car chase. I don't know how to do his voice, but you get it. Talks very slow. I don't, and quiet. I don't get it. Don't know why. Do your thing. <laughs> but guys, please check out the Patreon. Join that shit. Support this thing. Keep it going. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Patty BS, Patty Brendan Schaub, okay? Give me the fucking followers, give me the quiche, and uh, we'll make our own movie. Throw our hat in the ring. How about that, Sundance? I don't even know what I would do if we ever actually hit that goal. But that in itself is comedy, knowing that we never will. It's the foundation of comedy, folks. It's the foundation of why this even exists. Just trying to motivate you to not be me. Avoid it at all costs. I mean, I think you'd certainly rather be me than Chad Zumach. But hey, hey, who am I, Kevin Brennan? 
Come on, where's my soundboard? Uh, Soundboard-free episode, I guess. But I guess I'll just end this. Fucking get out of here, dude. Let you live your life. Too much stuff for you. I mean, it is it is nicely packaged, though, right? It might be a big box. It's nicely packaged. It's nice and tight in there. Cozy. I don't know, dude. I also don't think I've ever stolen anybody's jokes. So shout out to Brendan Schaub. Shout out Fajitas. Mortal Kombat. All that stuff. I don't even know what that means. But guys, until next time, thank you. Like I said, patreon.com slash podculture. You could make a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com slash gja. You could also help by uh, simply joining the live. Go to the, go to youtube.com slash at greatjobshow. I'm live over there very often. Let's chop it up. Show your support. Otherwise, this thing just, just drowns. You know what I mean? It, it'll drown. All right. When I am dead and have passed on to the next world, I want you to kiss my hairy buttock!